Crosby's going to say that it doesn't bother him, that he's not thinking about it. If Genny Malkin's going to say the same thing, Chris Letang won't want anything to do with it. But I'm here to raise the subject that all three of these individuals who've long represented the Penguins' core have to be, have to be motivated by what's happened to the Penguins in the past two playoffs. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. As the Penguins gear up to face the Islanders in the first round, there's going to be some comparisons made to the series from a couple of years ago. And as I've already shared with listeners on this show, my stance on that is there's almost no link to be had there. These are very different teams deploying very different uh, looks and strategies in addition to everything else. You're going to see something that looks a lot more like these meetings that these teams had in the regular season, which, of course, the Penguins won six out of the eight, meaning one team is flying around, skating like crazy, and the other one is backpedaling and packing it in and hoping for a break. That is not at all what happened (laughs) two springs ago. The Islanders were as aggressive as you could possibly be. They were shoving the Penguins through the glass in a rabid atmosphere. There are no comparison points. But, but, they went out in four straight. And it wasn't that long ago. And then Montreal happened last summer. And even though there was a four-month layoff and a pandemic and the bubble and no fans and the Canadians really shouldn't even have been in the playoffs, they were the 24th seed in an expanded 24-team tournament. And the Penguins never should have had to run into one of the most talented goalies in the world in Carey Price. But they did. And they lost. And they lost four out of five. And that left them with nine losses in their last ten playoff games over a three-year span. And if you don't think that that stings, and I mean stings, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. well, then that must mean you believe what Sid had to say to us yesterday after practice in Cranberry. Um, well, I think you're always motivated going to the playoffs. I think to have those two experiences fresh in your mind, I think will we'll add some motivation for, for guys who are part of it, but it's a new group and, um, you know, we've played some good hockey down the stretch, so I think we need to to bring that and another level here when uh, when playoffs start. I didn't edit that answer, by the way. That's the whole thing. Didn't exactly elaborate much there, did he? Mm -mm. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. Monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks, but Fubo TV is just 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. If you're listening to this show, you get yourself a nice little deal, 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. No catch, no contracts, cancel anytime. FuboTV.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. These guys are prideful to the extreme. You don't win three championships over this kind of span. We're talking now about a decade and a half of excellence, a decade and a half of being the literal core of the franchise. And I I always feel like I need to throw Marc-Andre Fleury in there too because he was here for so much of it, including all three of the championships. But these three have been there all along. And these three remain the core even now into their 30s, even now that other significant, really talented players have been grafted onto the roster. Jake Gensel, Brian Russ, now Kasperi Kapanen, Jeff Carter. Uh, These are... These are three really, really, really significant players in the NHL still. And they will absolutely be motivated by this because when it comes down to legacy, and any athlete who tells you they're not into legacy and I don't really think about that stuff is just lying. And to these guys' credit, they don't do that. They're they're aware. They want to be seen as what they are. They want to be appreciated for it. Human nature, not at all a criticism. But their legacy, principally, all three of them, even Sid, a legit top five all-time player in the National Hockey League, even Sid at the very top of his achievements is going to be remembered principally as a serial winner, to use Mike Babcock's term for him from Sochi. He'll be remembered for all of the Olympics, for the golden goal in Vancouver. He also won world championships. He won world juniors. All he's ever done is win. And here with this team, obviously he's done a ton of that. Playoffs every single season. Let's not forget that when he arrived, the Penguins were bottom of the barrel, you know. Granted, they had a salary cap system come in at the same time, so they were able to even things out a lot faster than Mario Lemieux was in the 80s. But he and Gino, and then eventually Tanger were the ones that picked this franchise up and never, never let it go back down. So losing like that, losing nine out of their last ten playoff games absolutely will be a motivator for them. It won't be the motivator. And I should stress that. These guys love, love winning. Take that from someone who's been on the ice with them in San Jose, and in Nashville. 
and got to see and hear and experience that right up close. Take that from somebody who watched Sid in both places, in San Jose and Nashville, never let go of the cup. The moment Bettman passed it to him, and once they got through those ceremonies, Sid became the steward of the cup. It went where he wanted it to go. And in any in-between sessions, like the Matt Cullen family gets done taking some pictures, it was Sid who picked it up and moved it to the next station. That is what he's all about. Sidney Crosby, you know, we talk sometimes about him, you know, and his uh, his lifestyle being this, like, storybook role model whatever for athletes because he never gets in any trouble and he's such an angel and and all this other stuff and he is but the real reason for that is he's just all about hockey that's it i mean he has other interests and he and i have talked about those stuff that might surprise you actually nothing bad but just interesting but his Morning, noon, and night are about hockey. And his hockey has always been focused on the winning. Somehow, some way, the Penguins got through this bizarre season. Pandemic riddled, 258 games lost to injury, and all this other stuff. Atop a division where a lot of people legitimately predicted that they wouldn't make the playoffs, that they wouldn't finish among the top four, and they won that division. But know that that's just the beginning for Sid, for Gino, and for Tanger. That's just the way they're wired. That's just the way they're wired. Their first shift that they take against the Islanders, mark my words, all three of them, watch their body language and tell me if they're not being influenced or motivated by what's happened in the past couple of years. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 is transformed into five meals through their amazing process. Every dollar you give equals five meals on the other end, to someone in need. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Spell all of those out. Question comes from Ted Toth, who asks, DK, does the Jeff Carter trade seem a lot like the Billy Guerin trade to you? Um, no, not really. I, I can see it from the standpoint of uh, older power forward comes to Pittsburgh and, you know, ideally here, helps the team achieve postseason success and all that other stuff. But I guess there's a couple things that make them different. One is that Billy was really needed by Sid for other stuff. Okay, and and both of them have talked about this 
over the years since then. Because Sid was so, hmm, I'm trying to find the right word here, uptight, I guess. You know, and, and he tends to be a pretty serious guy. Not that you can't get him to laugh or joke or whatever, but a lot of the times when he does, it kind of it, it, it's kind of like he's doing it to to fit in. You know what I'm saying? Like they're laughing, so I'll laugh. And Billy, to his inestimable credit, walked into the locker room. This was back at the Civic Arena, and lightened everybody up. And he lightened up Sid, and he would say stuff from across the room to Sid to get him to lighten up in front of everyone, and everyone would burst out laughing, and then everything was just kind of okay, and then Sid just relaxed a little bit. And Billy was the guy, the boisterous guy, who could get into people's faces the way uh, Gary Roberts could uh, at the time. Some of the older guys they had on on defense could. Rob Scuderi, even though he wasn't older at the time, was another one of those. And they ended up having uh, players that were in that mold that would take over that talking uh, role with the team. Max Talbot I shouldn't leave out. Brooks Orpik. Jordan Stahl. They had a bunch of them. But it was Billy that was immediately put into a role to not only be Sid's guy in that regard, but he also became Sid's winger. You know, he was putting away a lot of Sid's chances, and he scored big goals in the playoffs, you'll recall. And because we had watched Billy score big goals over the years for various teams, including championship teams, it became a confidence booster for everybody, but principally for Sid. The Penguins were now no longer the cute team with a couple of baby-faced superstars. They were now a legit cup contender. That's where I kind of differentiate here because Jeff Carter's not coming in for any of that stuff. Jeff Carter was brought in to be this team's third-line center and to make an impact that way, and he's done that. Um, Yeah, he had a couple of shifts there with Sid whenever Brian Rust went down in a game a week ago. but And actually, they look pretty good together for, for the record. But I don't think you're going to see uh, that kind of impact from Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter's not uh, – he's not Billy. Billy. Billy's just a gregarious, outgoing – you know, both for good and bad, but mostly for good, meaning, meaning not, you know, getting in people's faces can also be a, you know – negative thing, at least for the person on the other end of it. And Carter is not somebody that I'd know as well, obviously. Got to know Billy for over a decade here. But Carter doesn't strike me as being that same that same type, that same personality type. But to go back to your question, yeah, I mean, he's he's come in and he's made an impact. He's scored a bunch of goals. He scored as many goals eight in a handful of games with Pittsburgh that he had in 40 games with L.A. So he's been comfortable in the move back to center. He's killed penalties. He's looked good on the second power play. He's done everything. He's done everything. So 
The best thing that Jeff Carter's done is he's erased from everybody's heads the this, you know, the Patrick Marlowe thing and whatever. And, oh, no, can't bring in the old guy. Well, not everybody's the same. Not every narrative lines up the same. Jeff Carter's still a really good hockey player. I appreciate the question, Ted. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. The team is off today, and they'll be back at practice tomorrow at PPG Paints Arena, and I'll be over there covering that as well. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.